Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for being a part of Lakers Talk. What are we now? Almost uh, two weeks in here. Tomorrow, I think, is two weeks into the NBA season. And uh, the Los Angeles Lakers finally get their first W of the year. You know, I'm waiting all day today. I'm like, look, we're coming off a win. Can we get the show started? I had to be patient. Had to wait till 7 o'clock. Had to wait my turn. I'm glad to be here. Um, got a, a ton of stuff that I want to get into. Uh, I'll talk about the, the win, a little bit of the win yesterday, more kind of big picture, the schedule that the Lakers got coming up. Can you turn yesterday into something? Because we know the Lakers are just sitting at 1-5, and five, and if you want to have – any type of opportunity to make the playoffs. Saps, you got to play much better basketball. So we'll see if they could build off of that. Spend some time on Russ today. Um, you know, Russ deserves to be talked about. Uh, certainly what he's kind of gone through since he's been a Los Angeles Laker, if you have a moment where there's some positive stuff to talk about, I want to take advantage of it because, you know, we obviously haven't had too many of that, whether, you know, some of it you want to put on him or someone you want to put, some of it you want to put on just the situation, how the fit hasn't been there. Um, Russ, these last couple of games, there's definitely some good stuff to talk about. We'll do that. Miles Turner wants to be a Los Angeles Laker. I don't know if you guys heard that quote uh, or that conversation with Woj. This was posted, I want to say, earlier today. I know we got a chance to – I just want to get my thoughts on it. And if the Lakers should be as aggressive as Miles Turner is in campaigning to be a Laker, and then Trevor Lane, the Lakers Nation, will join the show here in a little bit. Um, Okay, let's let's start with this. Lakers finally got a W. They finally got a win. We're six games into the season, and the Lakers have – something to feel good about and Laker fans have something to feel good about and the Lakers front office and the players and the coaching staff everybody has something to feel good about um I'm sure by the time you know we get to Wednesday Lakers taking on the Pelicans that game will be at crypto everyone will have forgot about that Pelicans sitting at four and two they just blew out the Clippers I think it was yesterday they had the earlier game Lakers had the night game so that that will become long gone if it hasn't already become long gone but the, the W that the Lakers got yesterday was kind of a relief. You know, you're thinking in your head when a team starts 0-5, when are they going to get their next W? Denver Nuggets are a good team. Lakers just played them on Wednesday. Denver, you know, won by double digits. Um, Denver is a team that you expect as the season progresses. They're going to get better. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, who didn't play in that game on Wednesday, played yesterday. And... Um, they only got, you know, they obviously only have more of, they're getting closer to being full strength, and then it's going to probably take a couple of months for a guy like Jamal Murray to be the Jamal Murray that we're accustomed to. So you, you, if Lakers lost yesterday, you wouldn't be shocked or surprised. But that's the game that they pick up their first win of the season. Not against the Portland Trailblazers, not against a Clippers team that's been struggling, but the Denver Nuggets is where the Lakers get their first W. And it, it felt good for a couple of different reasons. It felt good because... First off, the Lakers were the last team to get a W. They they went into the weekend on Friday night 
Orlando, Sacramento, the Lakers were the last three teams without wins. Orlando got theirs on Friday. Sacramento got theirs on Saturday. Lakers finally got theirs on Sunday. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but post game, after the game, the players uh, were were throwing buckets of water on Darvin Ham, celebrating his first win. Now, people wanted to mock that and say, hey, look at the Lakers. Look what they're doing. They got one win and they're celebrating like they won a championship. No. They're celebrating Darvin Ham's first victory as a head coach. And that's just another example of how everybody likes to pile on the Lakers no matter what it, what what they do. And I get it. I understand it. You know, Lakers have had you know, obviously so much success. And um, maybe you're a Braun fan. Maybe you're not. Whatever the case is, the Lakers get all the attention. So people are trying to find ways to... Um, to downplay what the Lakers did yesterday. And I'm not here to sit here and tell you that Lakers are going to go on a six-game winning streak. But I thought Darvin Ham finally getting his first win was fantastic. The question now just comes down to, I thought the opponent that the Lakers beat was a good opponent. And I'll get into all the details of what the Lakers did yesterday as far as uh, Russ is concerned and and everything that comes with that. But the bigger question for me is, can you build off of it? And, And here's the thing, Laker fans. I don't know. I, I genuinely, I, I am not sure what the Lakers are going to bring on a night in, night out basis. What I could tell you is this: if you shoot forty plus percent from the three point line, you shoot close to fifty percent from the field. You have single digit turnovers, like the Lakers did yesterday. They had nine turnovers, and then you get contributions from about five guys, five six guys. You could talk about whether in double figures or just finding ways to impact the game you're probably going to win a game. Now, what I don't know is if they can take what they built off on Sunday and bring it into Wednesday's game and then take that momentum from Wednesday's game and put it into Friday's game and that Friday game into Sunday. That's that's kind of you know where we are with the Lakers right now. It's nice to get your first win, and then it's also nice to turn the page and be like, all right, you're, you're one of five. So they obviously got some work to do, and they got some opponents coming up here where it's going to be critical. It's going to be, you know, so important that the Lakers can get on some type of streak. Now, if you play the game on Wednesday and you go back to exactly what you were in those first five games, you can't hit a three-point shot. You're shooting, you know, close to 25% from three. You're taking way too many threes. Um, you don't feel like there's much chemistry. There's not enough contributions from role players. Everything is on LeBron and AD's back. Russ's shooting percentage is bad. Whatever it is, right? If that happened on Wednesday, then we all be sitting here saying, well, hell, whatever they just accomplished on Monday or on Sunday doesn't really mean anything, and I hope that's not the case. But that's what I'm curious to see. You know, if I, if I point out the Lakers' schedule here, you got three more games left on this four-game homestand. Pelicans, Jazz, Cleveland. Two of those three teams are not only going to be in the playoffs, but are really, really up-and-coming teams in the NBA. I'm a, I'm a big fan of what the Pelicans are doing, you know, like them or not. I know Brandon Ingram didn't play yesterday. I don't think he's going to play on Wednesday as well. From what I understand, he has got uh, he was in concussion protocol, so I don't think he's going to play. But Zion had a double-double. C.J. McCollum's obviously a fantastic player. They got guys that know their role. That's a tough game. And then the game coming up on Sunday against the Cavs, I don't know too much about Cleveland. I know last year they were missing something. They went out and got Donovan Mitchell. And there was a game on Friday night where Donovan Mitchell and Karis LeVert put up 41 points each and one in Boston. I think that game went to overtime. They had 82 between the two of them. So Cleveland's a nice team as well. 
Um, we're going to find out. It's not going to, you know, it, it's, we talked about how tough the schedule is for the Lakers right out the gate. And it's proven to be. They're one and five. And you got some matchups coming up, even though they're still here at home, where teams are going to be ready to play the Los Angeles Lakers. They're going to try to take advantage of a team that's still trying to figure things out. Heck, even the Utah Jazz. I don't know if the Jazz are playing right now, and I'll look it up. But I know coming into tonight, they're five and two. Five and two coming into tonight's game. The Utah Jazz. Wait a minute. The Utah Jazz. I thought they were the ones that were trying to take for Victor uh, Wembenyama. And as we take a look, they're up. They're up 17 at the half against Memphis. They're going to be six and two. Um, I'm sure there's other games that they got going on during the week, but they're going to probably most likely be six and two by the time this uh, this week is over. So it's been incredibly impressive to see some of these other teams in the NBA and for the Lakers. Every single night is a challenge. So I want to appreciate what they did yesterday. And I want, you know, to obviously try to find if there's a way the Lakers can bottle up what they did yesterday and take it into these next few games. That's the key here moving forward. Because I can sit here and say, hey, I was great. Lakers beat Denver. Well, Nuggets going to be a playoff team, blah, blah. You're still one of five. So they got work to do and they got some tough matchups right out the gate that you don't feel like you have any rest for, which I'm not opposed to. I kind of like this. I'd rather the Lakers just start trying to figure things out right now. You have everybody's attention. Certainly other teams are going to try to take it advantage of this Lakers team and this Lakers roster, and uh, they're going to have some work to do. So can they build off of it? Let's see what they do the rest of this week. Uh, uh, let's see what they do over these three games here. If they could go 2-1 and one of these next three games, I think they might be on to something. But if you're 1-2 and two or you're 0-3, I mean, if they go 1-2, and two, your record is sitting at, uh, what would they be, 2-8. and eight. No, 2-7. and seven. They'd be 2-7. and seven. Uh, it's kind of in one and three, or you can't lose two of these next three to be two and seven, and um, just still kind of in this weird spot where you're you're thinking to yourself, all right, what is this Lakers team? And the big picture of the Western Conference is obviously such a challenge. Okay, so something happened yesterday. Actually, something happened on Friday. I want to go back to Friday real quick. Something happened on Friday where the Lakers. Um, they decided that Russell Westbrook was going to come off the bench. So Russ comes off the bench. What are the Lakers going to, how is he going to react? And uh, first it was Woj that had tweeted it out. And then uh, Woj said, AD is questionable to go against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think he was doubtful at that point. And the conversation was, okay, well, if AD doesn't go, then you're probably still going to get Russ in the starting lineup because AD is not there. Lakers decided in that game against the Minnesota Timberwolves without Anthony Davis that they still weren't going to start Russ. He doesn't start against the game in Minnesota. Yesterday during the pregame, the question was out of, hey, is this kind of how you're going to use Russ? He's going to continue to come off the bench. And Darvin had Darvin Ham kind of with no hesitation was like, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the plan. So two games in a row, Russ comes off the bench. None of us really knowing how Russ is going to work off the bench. And in my in my personal opinion, I think it's a last-ditch effort to see, is there a way to make Russ work on this team? Is there a way to make Russ fit on this team? And if Russ is not able 
to adjust coming off the bench or he doesn't like doing it or it's just not a good fit, whatever the case is, right? Um, I don't really know what the other option is of using Russ on the basketball floor. So two games in a row, Russ comes off the bench. When we come back, I want to spend some time talking about that. Because for the first time since Russell Westbrook has been a Los Angeles Laker, I'm not trying to over-exaggerate here. I'm really not. It's the first time that I feel like Russ looks like he actually has a role on this Lakers team. We'll do that coming up next, 7.30. Uh, Trevor Lane of Lakers Nation will come join the show. If you want to be a part of Lakers Talk, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on ESPN LA. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, we appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Uh, Trevor Lane, the Lakers Nation, will join me in about 15 minutes or so. Um, I want to start the conversation about Russell Westbrook. I was setting up that for the first time, I feel like Russell Westbrook has a role, and that just started on Friday night when they took on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let me let let me first start off by saying that I don't think his stat line will tell the full story. Let me give you an example. Lakers played the Timberwolves on um on Friday night. They lost that game by I want to say it was nine points, one eleven, one oh two. And here was Russ's stat line. He had eighteen points, eight rebounds, three assists, uh, did not like his five turnovers. And he was 6 of 17 from the field. Also struggled from the free throw line, 5 of 10. However, however, I don't think that stat line tells the whole story. Um, He was one of the few Lakers that was not a minus in the plus minus. All the entire starters were all minus. Even Braun was minus 13 in that game. Um, He was... I thought comfortable. I thought he was a spark off the bench. But you know what? They lost the game, so paying too much attention to that is difficult when it comes off of a loss. Yesterday, came off the bench. Came off the bench against the Denver Nuggets. By the way, get used to this. I think he's coming off the bench, and I don't think anything's going to change for a while here. Uh, Russ came off the bench, 18 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Took less shots. He was 6 of 12 from the field. Got to the free throw line four times. Hit all four of his free throws. Only three turnovers. Plus 18 and the plus minus was the highest plus minus of anybody that played for either team. 
either team yesterday. Um, I'm not exaggerating when I say it feels like to me we finally we finally found Russ's role. It seems like to me. I mean, part of me says, I wish they tried this a lot earlier, and I'm talking about more last season, but maybe it just wasn't in the cards. Maybe Frank Vogel thought, no, I, I can't do this. I'm going to keep him in there. And a lot of times, AD wasn't even in the lineup or Braun wasn't in the lineup. So uh, how much would it have changed things? Probably not. Probably not much. So it is what it is. But this year, it, this isn't the first time that the conversation has came up about bringing Bring Russ off the bench. Let's see what it looks like. Uh, you know LeBron obviously needs the ball in his hands to be as effective as he is. And you know Russ needs the ball in his hands. And if there's a way of somebody who's in his 20th year in the NBA will have moments and times where it doesn't have to be on his back, okay, that sounds good. If Russ can come in off the bench and be a spark plug, all right, that sounds good. Let's, let's at least see what it looks like. The big question was going to be, is Russ all right with that? Will Russ accept that role? You know, and it's so easy for us sometimes to sit back and say, well, why wouldn't Russ accept that role? He's at a stage in his career where if he can't make this work, if he can't show he could be valuable to a team, um, any role that they need him to to accommodate, it's a bad look for him when his $47 million contract expires at the end of this year. Uh, you know, a lot of times, or a lot of the conversation has been about potentially trading Russ. Who are you going to trade him to? Let's say they traded him to the Utah Jazz. You think Utah wants him in the lineup, or you think Utah just wants the draft picks and wants the fact that the $47 million is going to expire at the end of the year, or if they trade him to Indiana or wherever he goes? So I thought in these last two games, um, I thought it looked like a version of Russell Westbrook that is a Hall of Famer in this career, or I'm sorry, in, in his NBA career. I thought it at least looked like something that you can look at for a second and say, wait a minute, do they have something here? Russ wasn't complaining. Russ came in off the bench yesterday. Whatever the team needed to do, he was doing it. He played 30-plus minutes. You know what else happened yesterday, which I haven't seen in quite some time, and I don't remember, You know, I'm trying to think of last year if there was a moment of this. There was even a moment at Crypto.com Arena where Russ and the Lakers were on a run. I think at one point they had a 17 to nothing run. They were at one point down eight, and then by the time I'm doing my fourth quarter update, they're up eight. So they kind of switched the script here as fast as possible. They might have even been up more by then. There's a moment where Russ looks over to the crowd. He's actually the section that we sit in, that we do our broadcast from. We're at the top of that 100. So between 100 and 200, he looks over kind of in in that specific section, that specific area, and starts telling the crowd, come on, get up a little bit. And the crowd instantly responds, okay, Russ, we're going to get up with you. Then he looks over to the baseline area. Come on, guys, get up. And the next thing you know, Crypto.com sounded like something that I haven't heard in a really long time, which is uh, they were enjoying themselves watching Lakers basketball. And it has been a while. And you know that's why I kind of go back to what the Lakers can do from here off of that win. Obviously, all I do is I just watch the NBA and I love the NBA. And even in any sport, sometimes one freaking win can turn into something. Sometimes not. <laughs> you know, Sometimes you just had a day where things just worked out your way, and then you go back to the average by the time the next game rolls around. But that's why I'm, I have such curiosity on what the rest of this week looks like because my hope is that obviously they carry some of this momentum. I wasn't the only one 
enjoying Russell Westbrook yesterday. If you guys haven't got a chance to hear this, um, you know, I got a couple of calls yesterday during the postgame show, and it was um, just the number of number of listeners that were like, wow, Darvin Ham talking the way he was, um, talking the way he was about Russell Westbrook was, was great. He kind of sounded a little bit emotional. If you haven't got a chance to hear this, take a listen. Here's Darvin Ham describing Russ in this new role and describing Russ last night. I'm so happy, man. I know what that, I can't even imagine what that kid is going through, man. I, I, one of the biggest things about me getting this job was for him to get that respect that he deserved because a lot of what went on last year was not his fault. And everything, all the blame was placed on him. And so I told him, man, just listen to me. Believe in me, bro. I'm going to put you in a position to succeed with the group. But you have to put the group first. It can't be about me or I or mine. It's got to be us, ours, we. And he's done that. All right, I, I love that part. You got to put the group first, and he's pleading, asking for Russ. Just trust me. And it's Darvin Ham, obviously speaking from his perspective. Darvin Ham is the first opportunity to be the head coach of in the NBA. He's been an assistant coach for a number of years. He was a player in this league. He was a champion in this league. And his route of getting to where he sits today – I'm sure there's a lot of personal relationships. I'm sure there's a lot of connection with players. I've been there. I've been in your shoes before. Maybe not identical, but um, he sympathizes with Russ. And it's so easy for us as fans, uh, media, however you want to describe it. Did you win or lose? That's all we ask, especially Laker fans. I mean, Laker fans are spoiled asses, but it's been a couple years since we won a, a championship. All right, well, that's not how the rest of the NBA works. That's not how sports works. And here's Russ, brought here with the hope and the thought that the Lakers would be competing for a championship that is yet to obviously happen. And you can hear Darvin Ham in that post-game presser. That it's, it's an important moment for him. It could be a defining moment for Russ where he can hang around in this league for X amount of more years if he can prove that, listen, I know I'm not the same player that I used to be. I know the league has changed in front of me, and the way the league at one point was is just not the same. I know my strengths is not three-point shooting. I know that there's going to be nights where um, you know I'm going to be asked to do this because it helps the team, and then there's other nights that they're telling me, hey, we need you to be more selfish because you're the only thing that's going tonight. But to be able to adjust at any moment is going to be the key, and I just take away that uh, – yeah, that um, – that that sound bite of Darvin Ham, I think, is a really great description of Darvin Ham. I could I could feel it. I could hear inside of him there was relief of getting your first W, but there was also, hey, I think Russ is listening to me, and I think the message I'm trying to give him, at least for a couple nights, shows uh, it's showing how this could be beneficial to him because it's also a benefit to the team. So we'll see what happens on that front. But I thought that was a powerful moment. And seeing Russ obviously come off the bench for the last two days, in my eyes, I'll say it, I said it before, I'll say it again, it's the first time that I genuinely feel that the Lakers look like they have a role for Russ. A uh, quick shout-out here. Um, visit SoCalOilChange.com 
for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. We appreciate Valvoline Instant Oil Change, a partner here on Lakers Talk. Don't procrastinate. Don't make it a headache. You need to get your oil change. Uh, go get your service done. Visit SoCalOilChange.com. Okay, so Trevor Lane of Lakers Nation, he's coming up next. I got a lot of stuff I want to get into with Trevor. Um, you know, obviously the obvious stuff that we've been talking about here, and I haven't even hit on it yet, and I part of me wanted to wait a little bit. The Miles Turner um, on the Woj podcast and basically asking and playing, hey, Lakers, I'm over here in Indiana those draft picks that you guys are waiting on. Can you shift those over to Indiana and get me over here? Um, I want to spend some time talking about that. Anthony Davis, how he missed a game on Friday night, how he looked yesterday, how much concern we should have there. So we'll do all that coming up next with Trevor Lane of Lakers Nation. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN+. Plus. I will take your phone calls. I'll do it after the Trevor Lane interview. So I know we got a ton of people that want to talk Lakers. Be patient. I'll take your calls. Uh, before we get out of here, 877-710-ESPN, Lakers Talk on ESPN LA. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so three games left for the Lakers uh, this week. Got a game coming up against the Pelicans on Wednesday. Got the Utah Jazz, who are winning pretty comfortably right now. 11-point uh, lead against Memphis. If Utah wins tonight, they're 6-2. and two. Someone explained that one to me. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers playing some good ball. Donovan Mitchell, obviously, part of that team now. Um, they got the Lakers on Sunday afternoon, 12.30 start. want to welcome in uh, Trevor Lane of Lakers Nation. Trevor, as always, buddy, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you always giving your insight here on the show. Um, I, I w- want to start off here. I, and I, I don't know if everyone got a chance to hear this earlier. We're going to play it right now, and I just want to get your thoughts on it. Miles Turner was on the Woj podcast let me play this for you because he's basically campaigning. Elections are coming up here, the midterms. I think he's doing the same thing here for the Lakers. I think he's he's uh, campaigning here. Take a quick listen. This is Miles Turner on with Woj. You've been hearing it for months. So I'll ask you, if you're the Lakers, would you do the two picks? Would you do the two picks? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's such an intriguing question <laughs> at that. Um, I think personally, you know, when you look at this business of the league and, you know, knowing the landscape of the league, you know, you have to go off your future, right? And think, we, we all know picks are so valuable in this league. And someone like myself, I'm heading into the last year of my you know, my deal. And you want to make sure, you know, you're getting a return, you know, for your assets, right? So, 
you know, if I'm the Lakers, I take a very hard look at this with the position that you're in. You know, I know what I can provide for a team, you know, my, my leadership, my shot blocking, you know, my three-point ability, and just my ability to make plays out there on the floor. And I take a very long look at it. But as far as pulling the trigger, you know, that's uh, – I get paid to shoot. Now, you know, I'm not meant to, meant to make these calls, so I, I couldn't answer that. <laughs> Trev, he sounds like a general manager in the league. He's polished. Sounds like he knows what he's saying, what he's doing. It's almost like he's interviewing for a job. What did you what did you take of Miles Turner, that conversation, his response to that question? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the first thing that stands out, right? I mean, you, you don't typically <laughs> hear players ask to, to analyze their own trade value and then give that kind of an answer, really breaking down, like, hey, okay, I'm in the last year of a deal and, and all that kind of stuff. But – I started asking the question, does reverse tampering exist? Like, that's, that's kind of what this seems like. It's like a player asking a team to trade for him. You know, we already saw the 76ers got a slap on the wrist today for having yeah. uh, conversations with P.J. Tucker and, and Daniel House a little bit before the, the buzzer there. Uh, and then, you know, they lost a couple of draft picks due to tampering. But, yeah, this it certainly sounded like Miles Turner was – saying Lakers come get me without specifically saying Lakers come get me. It certainly didn't sound like you would be too disappointed if that, if that deal went down and, uh, and the Lakers went, went ahead and gave up picks to bring him in. Any, anything, and you know, it's interesting because a lot of our conversation and a lot of the videos that you do through Lakers Nation, YouTube, everything else, a lot of it has pertained to um, potentially trading Russ and who would they go after and um, what teams would be involved? What's the one that's that makes the most sense? Should you give up two first rounders? And then the Lakers start the season. They start the season off zero and five. And now you're kind of starting to ask the question: what, what are? Why would you go out and make a trade if you don't think it puts you in contention this year? Are you better off just kind of playing out this season and that contract expires and you still have your picks and then take your chances in the summer? Um, I don't I don't know kind of how you feel about this, but things kind of became a little interesting for me these last couple of days. And ultimately, you got to win games. And I don't know if the Lakers are going to be able to do that on a consistent basis. But Russ coming off the bench these last two days, for the first time for me, made me feel like he has a role. And he potentially has a role that he can thrive in. Um, how did you feel about these last two days, and how, does it does it change anything for you just seeing Russ come off the bench and having some success? I thought he was great yesterday, and I thought he was actually okay against Minnesota as well. I know his stats weren't the best, but I, I think there's some light at the end of the tunnel um, watching what he did these last couple of nights. Yeah, I think that it may change things. Like, I think we need a bigger sample size, but what we've seen so far is encouraging that maybe Darvin Ham has found something here. I mean, he certainly believes he has. And his post-game presser, he was, he was just about tearing up, talking about Russell Westbrook and you know what, what he's done, what he's accomplished here, and, and uh, his willingness to come off the bench and the message that sends to the rest of the team and, and all of that. So that, that was great. That was just absolutely fantastic to see Russell Westbrook get that moment with the L.A. crowd that I don't think he's had up to this point where the crowd's really cheering for him and he's you know, feeding off their energy and, and they're feeding off his. We, we haven't seen that before. And it makes you think, you know what, maybe this can work out. But again, one, two game, maybe sample size. I, we need to see more of it. But I'll tell you this, Alan, I got in our post game show for Lakers Nation, I had so many Lakers fans saying, 
well, can we get Miles Turner without giving up Russ? <laughs> when that was not the conversation at all just three, four days ago. Everything was, how can we trade away Russ? What can we get for him? Let's, let's do something here before the season is lost. I, I think this was the Lakers' hope, was that at some point things could click with Russ and they could find some sort of success because if they do, that takes a lot of pressure off of them on the trade market. I think it opens up negotiations a bit more. And so I think that from this point, the Lakers need to find out, is this workable with Darvin Ham before they make a move? Russell Westbrook off the bench, did Darvin Ham crack the code or was this just kind of a one-time thing? And I think the next few weeks will give us the answer to that. So, Trev, how do you think um, – I'm going to see if you can answer your own question here. Let's say well, – let's fast forward three weeks from now and the Lakers now have another, let's say, 12 games under their belt, whatever it is, over over three over three weeks, and he's consistently coming off the bench. Well, why do you think this can work? Or if you don't feel like this is something that you know we'll see on a consistent basis in the sense that he'll have success like this coming off the bench, just give me your pros, cons, why you think this, this, can, uh, this can work long term. Well, see, I think it, it can work because – uh, number one, I, I think you're allowing Russell Westbrook to not play as many minutes with LeBron, which is what we've seen has been a, a big part of the problem. They just, they don't fit on the floor together. They have had some moments, but you're staggering his minutes with LeBron James. That helps. You're putting him in more of a situation where he can just have the ball and do his thing and not worry at all about how he fits because the guys on the floor with him are not guys where he's going to necessarily worry about making sure that they're getting their shots in all the right spots, or is LeBron getting the ball? Is AD getting the ball? No, it's Russ is going to be the engine, and he's going to create things for Austin Reeves. He's going to create things for Wenyan Gabriel and whoever else is out there on the floor. So it fits more with Russ's DNA in terms of who he is as a player. I also think there's a lot of, as much as Russ may, may bristle at the idea of coming off the bench, there's actually a lot here that can allow Russ to have longevity in the NBA. I think if you're going to get uh, Russell Westbrook that's going to stick in this league. This is the role you're going to see him in. We saw they're not the exact same player, but we saw Derek Rose make a similar transition here. And I think this could be the spark where teams around the league could say, you know what, this Russell Westbrook off the bench, if he's willing to do this, this is a guy that we could use. Whereas before we were talking about whether or not he gets a contract next season. So this could be a path forward, not just for the Lakers and his role with them, but potentially a path forward for Russell Westbrook and his NBA career. So I think for all of those reasons, we can be optimistic that it just might work. And if it doesn't, then I think this is, this is kind of like your last option here. This is your last shot. So I'm fingers crossed. I'm cautiously optimistic that they can get this to work. Well, you, you are right about that. And you know, that, that conversation of Russ trying to prolong his career and, um, you obviously need a, a, a much larger sample size to find out is there something here or is there not? Um, but I think you know these last two games gives you a little bit of hope to think that well, Russ looks comfortable. He looks like this is the right role, and the Lakers need him to be a player that's a true contributor off the bench and is a spark plug if they are going to make any noise this year. And that's obviously yet to be seen. Uh, Trevor Lane from Lakers Nation taking some time to join us here on Lakers Talk. Trev, um, just this week alone. You got some tough games coming up. The Pelicans got off to a great start. 
the Utah Jazz, if they win tonight, they're up 18 against the Grizzlies at home. They'll be 6-2. and two. Lakers got them on Friday. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers, I think, are going to be a, a handful for a lot of teams out in the Eastern Conference now with Donovan Mitchell. Um, what what are you hoping and expecting to see this week? How much of a challenge is it? How how do the Lakers take what they accomplished yesterday, which I know is just their first win of the season, but how do they turn it into, uh, hey, the Lakers have won three games out of four, something along those lines? Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to be efficient. You look at the two games the Lakers have won so far. If we go all the way back into preseason, so they've won, they won a game against Golden State, and then they won – uh, the other night against the Denver right. Nuggets, both of those both of those games required them to be over forty percent from three, and I don't necessarily think that high of a of a shooting percentage is needed, but you need to be over thirty percent. I think it's fair to say we've seen where their shooting percentage is so low in some of these games, the, the previous games of the regular season where they were they were with the low twenties. I think one game they even shot like eighteen percent from three. That's just not enough for them to keep up in the in the modern NBA, and so. That's the first thing on my mind is the shooting percentage has got to be high enough to give them a chance to win games. And then a lot of it is going to transition to what, what's the status of Anthony Davis? Where is his back at? Is he healthy? Because you're going to need him in those situations. And then can you get some big performances out of the other guys? Is Russ going to click in this role? And then can you get probably two of Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, uh, JTA when he comes back, Troy Brown Jr., you need a few of the other guys on the team, you know, Kendrick Nunn, Patrick Beverly, on and on, to pop in any of these games against the really solid teams. And, and look, Utah, apparently nobody reminded them that they're supposed to be bad because they are absolutely crushing it right now. They're, they're up. I just checked the score. They're up 21 now over Memphis. My goodness. So even that, which we looked at as the gimme game on the schedule, is not sure. going to be that. It's, it's going to be a tough stretch, but you're going to have a, a slim margin for error but I think the Lakers showed the blueprint against Denver of how they can beat some of the better teams in the league. You mentioned uh, Anthony Davis. I have not actually talked about it, and my plan was to do this uh, after our chat is done. Um, AD you know, doesn't play in Minnesota on Friday night. Yesterday, plenty of moments. And, and listen, he, he outplayed. I thought he outplayed Jokic yesterday in, in most of the game. Um grimacing, kind of laboring to get up and down the floor. Uh, I just, you know, your thoughts. We're six games in, and this is obviously a conversation. AD, and I, I, I love the heart. I get where he's coming from. His goal was to play all 82 this year, and Darvin Ham was saying yesterday to put that pressure on himself. Uh, the team would probably wouldn't even allow him to play 82, he said, because we'd have games where it's the grind of the season that we'd be strategic and say, hey, take a day off or a game off here or there. But to be six games in, He's already missed one game. You see the way he's laboring up and down the floor. Um, how much does that just go into your thought process as we talk about the Lakers right now? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not great, you know, when you're looking at how important he is for this roster. And that's, that's the way this team was built, to be very top-heavy. They're going to be very reliant upon their stars. But even just looking at, at Wednesday, well, I mean, the matchup is Zion Williamson and Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, if you've got a sore back, that's definitely not going to going to help, right? Like, so this is this is going to be a concern um, until he gets it back to 100. percent I don't know what it takes to get there. I know Lakers fans are saying, "Oh no, here we go again with Anthony Davis," and it's it's frustrating to see how good and how dominant he can be, and then still see him struggling with the injuries and things. You know, he's not choosing to be hurt. He's not choosing to have these things pop up. And you hope that he can get healthy, but 
for this Lakers team, I do wonder if this does this give them any kind of motivation on the trade front where if you do any kind of a deal, and I'm not saying it's happening tomorrow, are you looking at a situation where you might need to find another big to rely upon? Because we're seeing a lot. I mean, Anthony Davis is playing 100% of his minutes at center. You've got LeBron playing minutes at center. Damian Jones is kind of hit or miss and, frankly, more miss than, than hit right now. Sure, sure. I think that he may need somebody to take some of that burden off of him, and it might have to come from outside. Maybe Thomas Bryant coming back can help in that regard, but I think it's pretty clear that, that AD, look, through these first six games, I don't think he can be an every-night player right now until this back injury is uh, is fully healed. Well, maybe that uh, makes a player like Miles Turner a little bit more attractive who's more accustomed to playing that five. Um, Trev, I appreciate the time, buddy. Always uh, enjoy talking Lakers basketball with you. Thank you for making the time, as always, and joining the show. Hey, no problem, Alan. Thank you again, and uh, always a pleasure chatting with you. All right, buddy. That is uh, Trevor Lane of Lakers Nation. Um, Okay, I I promise we'll get to some of your phone calls, like I mentioned. So we'll take your phone calls coming up next, 877-710-ESPN. Give some final thoughts. I also want to talk about Anthony Davis and just um, the the point that Trev was making right there. And then the Miles Turner front, the the wanting to be a Laker, I I think there's some stuff that can actually fall into Lakers play um, uh, with some of these teams who are trying to tank. So we'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, quick shout-out to Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Whatever you need, oil changes, tie rotations, transmission care, and more. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Appreciate their partnership on the show. Thank you to everybody that's been a part of the show. Just a quick reminder here, if you miss any part of any of our shows that we do at 710 ESPN, ESPN LA app. Go to your app store. Grab ESPN LA. Everyone's got their own channel. Travis and Sliwa show. Um, uh, Sedano and Cat Mason Island. Lakers Talk has its own channel as well. So uh, please um, uh, go on the app if you missed any part of it. You can catch the full hour. Uh, so a couple things off of what uh, Trevor and I were just talking about. Trevor Lane of Lakers Nation. So the AD part of last night, let me just use as an example. Man, he's grimacing, you know, and, and he's trying to power through it, and he's got this lower back injury that he has, and I hear Michael Thompson tell me in the pregame show, he's like, those are hard to shake, and he had it already in the preseason, and then in game two against the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard goes up, I think he throws up a pump fake, and AD falls just directly down on his back, um, I'm sure that didn't help, and he's been dealing with that since the season started. And he misses his first game of the year against the Minnesota Timberwolves on Friday night. Lakers end up losing that game. And I'm thinking to myself here, I'm like, all right, we got 76 more games left this year. We're just six games in. And this poor guy is already grimacing up and down the floor. Um, I, I don't know, and I'm not going to you know, sit here and try to pretend like, oh, well, you know, he should be fine. And you know what? He should power through it. I, I have no idea an injury like that, what it could mean, but... I think it's safe to say, think about how much of a conversation we've had about the Lakers over the last couple of years. This isn't just this year. It's not just last year. Remember, after the Lakers won the NBA championship, the following year, it was all about just getting Anthony Davis healthy for the playoff run. He wasn't healthy in that series against the Phoenix Suns. And basically, we all sat around like Laker fans saying, well, if he was healthy, Lakers would have beat the Suns, and Suns went to the finals, which means the Lakers should have gone to the finals. Okay, we can play that game all day, but that's not how sports works. It's who's available. Um, 
But every year, it's well. If Anthony Davis is just healthy, the Lakers got that they, they, they could be a tough out in the playoffs. I'd be lying to you if I didn't say you know a few games in here that you're already you're seeing him running up and down the floor. You're seeing him kind of wince at certain times with his back. That is concerning. Now he has said that he's going to try to power through it as best as he can, and he's going to try to do everything he can to be on the floor for the Lakers. But um, that part is a little bit concerning. I played the – so we'll obviously keep an eye on that as the season progresses. There's no conversation around the Lakers without Anthony Davis. And as we get some info and we'll find out if he's good to go for Wednesday. And, you know, Trevor was mentioning going up against Zion or, you know, going up against Valanciunas. It's going to be different. And, um, you know, certainly they like the contact. They want the contact. They want to play physical. See how that affects Anthony Davis coming up on Wednesday. So – that Miles Turner piece that I played, um, where he's basically campaigning to be a Los Angeles Laker. You know, I, I one of the one of the questions that's been difficult to answer, and nobody has the answer to this, is if the Lakers tomorrow traded, let's say they traded Russ and they traded him for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. How much better does that make the Lakers? Um, are they now in the conversation with some of these other teams in the Western Conference? And and I, I don't have that answer. I give you my opinion. My opinion is um, they're still going to need a lot of things to go their way to be a part of that conversation. The West is kind of interesting to start off right now. Do you know who has the best record in the Western Conference right now? The Portland Trailblazers. They're 5-1. and one. The San Antonio Spurs have the third best record. They're 5-2. and two. The Utah Jazz have the fourth best record. They're five and two, about to be six and two. And then come the Pelicans. Um, it, it's you know right now you got Dallas, Golden State, the Clippers all at three and four, and the Clippers are at two and four. So and the Clippers have lost four games in a row. Kawhi is missing games now again. So I, I have you know if, if I thought coming into the year, hey, this is what it's going to look like. Well. I'm looking at the standings right now, and I know we're only a couple weeks in. That does not look like anything that I thought it was going to. Um, the Miles Turner piece is interesting for the reason that Trev mentioned at the end there about the Lakers potentially needing another big man because you don't know how healthy Anthony Davis is going to be this year. I- I've always, I've always kind of had this mantra when it comes to if the Lakers are going to go out and make the trade and if they're going to do it. Um, does it make sense? Does it not make sense? Um, it, in my opinion, it's always come down to, and, and a lot of this is because Palenka mentioned it during media day. They can't screw this one up. If you're going to go make a trade, you got to hit. And if you're going to go out and get rid of those final couple of assets that you have, literally the final couple of assets that you have, then you have to make sure that you have a chance to cash it in that you are one of the elite teams in the Western Conference. It does now put you in the conversations with one of those other teams. And do I think Miles Turner and Buddy Heald puts them into that conversation? Maybe it can, but I'm more hesitant than I am to say, oh, they got those two. Watch out for the Lakers. I think they would fit great. Lakers need a shooter. That's Buddy Heald. Miles Turner is a player that plays defense, has had uh, a couple years in the NBA where he's been around the um, leader in block shots, shoots about 35% from the three-point line, can spread the floor, can also bang down low and be a good defensive player. 
but I don't know if that's going to be the difference. So I, you know, I hesitate on a move like that coming. But Miles Turner certainly wants to see it happen. Um, okay, a couple of quick shout outs here. Thank you to Michael Funches. Thank you to Laura Romo. Thank you to Mara Ruiz. Appreciate everybody in the studio that helped out with the show tonight. Um, I'm back on tomorrow morning with Travis Rogers. 10 a.m. to uh, 1 p.m. We'll continue our show. And then the next Lakers game is coming up on Wednesday. Laker fans, appreciate you being a part of the show. Have a great rest of your night, L.A. Thank you. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.